Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello, Mark Homer here for Mark My Words. I'm just going to talk today about um, some very current stuff that I'm dealing with um, with banks. Um, clearly, um, I'm 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 often borrowing from banks, or I'm often sort of raising finance on buildings, um, and things change, things move on, uh, and I'm just going to give you some real sort of everyday experience, which I've had before, but is particularly pertinent right now. Um, and I think it'd be quite useful for you. So we've got a couple of buildings uh, which we're looking to refinance. They're apartment type buildings, so they're residential, and these are long-term loans which we're uh, obtaining on them. Now, I've got a two or three commercial lenders which I've got a relationship with, and which I've had a relationship with for the last, um, let's say, since about 2010, probably about eight years. Uh, and for those of you that, that know me, I particularly like with those kind of loans, I particularly like getting to know the relationship manager direct with the bank, not with through a broker. Uh, and I find over a period of time, you tend to get better and better terms. Uh, they get to know you. They get to go around the building. And over a period of time, all these notes and all these loans and all this stuff goes into the computer, um, you know, the bank's computer. And over a period of time, it just seems to be that the relationship manager and the person in credit who's sort of making the final sanction on the loan looks at all this stuff, sort of goes, mm, well, they've always paid us back. They've always done what they've said. And you just end up with lower and lower interest rates, uh, better and better terms. Um, and I just like it. So I've gone for a loan. Um, we've got to a situation with one bank where they, they'll give us some sort of choice over surveyor, which is quite important. Um, and um, I've used this one bank for a lot of our property loans. They've been doing them sort of relatively cheaply. Uh, but I've gone to bank number two on the latest apartment building, which we've got coming up. Um, and, um, you know, their the, the terms are sort of, you know, more expensive. They're, I think they're charging 1% more. Uh, the, the cheapest bank we use is sort of two over base, which is two two and 2.75%. Uh, but this other bank now wants, that I've been using for a number of years, wants 3.75%. Now, I've sort of gone along with it. Uh, they want a personal guarantee, 100% personal guarantee, uh, whereas the, the first bank doesn't. Um, and in addition, they've refused to sort of take a subordinated debenture, which is basically where the debenture they hold over the company's assets is secondary to the other sort of main lender that we use. Um, and today I've just sort of reached the end of my tether with them. Um, I would have done this a lot earlier, um, but the, the, the reason why um, I've sort of stuck with them uh, and I've used them so many times over the years is because during the last credit crunch, when banks started to go burst or their capital, um, you know, their capital levels as capital adequacy ratio started to reduce and they wanted to get money back, they'd use any excuse to say that you're out of covenant, get properties valued low and, and, and effectively drag the money back in. So I always like to have borrowings with at least 
sort of two or three banks so that if one sees their ass, one gets into trouble, then I can always ring the other one up and then move the loans onto, you know, another bank, one that I've got history with. And of course, bank number two was my bank in this scenario, but their terms are nowhere near as good as bank number one. Um, so sort of continued down this road. Um, I know they can be difficult and I get this a lot from a lot of people in our community when I'm doing mentoring. Um, they sort of say, well, they offered me this much money, but then the surveyor went out um, and they reduced the loan to this and then they've added this in and they've added that. And that, that's what really annoys me, the banks that sort of add all the nasty um, terms and, and, you know, things that they require in later after you've spent a load of fees. And and, and bank number two of uh, or the, the bank that we use less that have been lending on this apartment or that I was hoping we're going to lend on this apartment building have done this uh, along the way. They've added charges. You know, the surveyor, they initially sent out, they said, oh, you know, we'll we, we, we lend based on the investment value. And now they've changed their mind and said, oh, no, it's based on vacant possession value and all this stuff they've sort of introduced later. Um, so one thing, a couple of things I recommend here. A, obviously always have two or three commercial lenders so you can go to another like we're going to with this one now. The second thing, and I think this is really important, um, try not to spend too much money on the legal fees. Um, sometimes they make you, um, and this is another thing, bank number two want us to have two solicitors, our solicitor and their solicitor, whereas bank number one only require uh, our solicitor, you know, the, you know, one solicitor. I often don't really uh, engage the solicitors until the valuation is complete, uh, until the valuation is back and the bank have confirmed how much they're going to lend on the property. Yeah, um, As long as the bank confirm how much they, they're going to lend on the property and everything's okay with the valuation, you've probably not got that many more issues still to come. Um, and therefore, if you need to switch banks, you've spent a lot less on solicitors. I get this a hell of a lot. People say, you know, I'm, I'm way down the road and I found out at the last minute that you know, they're only going to lend this much or whatever, but I've spent so much on fees that I feel committed. Uh, and I, I feel a little bit like that today because I've spent quite a lot on solicitors, but I can reuse one of the solicitors, uh, the one that was representing us, because they can just sort of retype a lot of their work and use it for the other bank. Um, so that, that, that that's how I would sort of generally sort of run these relationships. I think into the future, I'm probably now going to go and find a bank number two, uh, you know, a, a sort of backup secondary bank because I'm, I'm pretty pissed off uh, with this this lot I have been using now due, due to all these issues. Um, I'll probably go and find another clearer. I'll go to the likes of Handelsbanken or RBS. Um, I might go to the likes of... Um, the, the, I'll probably go on the, the British Bankers Association website uh, and I'll have a look at maybe Arab banks, Israeli banks, you know, look at the South African banks and, and maybe I'll, I'll start sort of pacing around London and go and meeting some of these guys and, and just get a loan or two away with them. Uh, and then in a year, two, three, five years time, start putting more loans into them uh, once, you know, they, they see that we behave and we always repay. Um, so that that's a process I'm probably going to start now. Um, so. I've been talking there about commercial loans, long-term, you know, sort of term loans. Um, obviously, we, we also um, need development finance for our projects. Um, it's weird because I don't use those banks for development funding. I find those term-type finances, are, they're probably not the right ones. The, the loan-to-value they offer is usually not as high uh, and the terms are not as good. 
And for that, I actually do go to a broker to get my development finance. Uh, and I think it's worth it if you can get a really good development finance broker. Uh, and I've mentioned, um, you know, I did a, a podcast interview with one a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Dean Brown, he's very good. Um, I, I, you know, and, and I think there's definitely mileage in that if you can get someone who, you know, sort of puts it around, a broker who puts it around all the development funders and sees who's hungry at the time. Um, you know, I, I think that's the way forward. But I think you need to have, um, you know, two or three long-term relationships with term funders who, who do do development finance, you know, who you can sort of go to if you need a loan, you need it doing quickly, who've got you on their system, who have seen over a period of time how you behave because you're much lot more likely to get more money uh, at better terms out of them in the future. And, and this is the important bit, you can use the offers that each of them make to get the others down. And I do that quite a lot. You know, I'll, I'll get an offer from one and I'll say to the other, okay, you need to sharpen your pencil, you need to come down to this level because of what this bank have said. So I hope that's been useful. Um, it, uh, it, it, it's certainly one of my the things I spend a lot of my day on. Um, if you've got any questions, send me an email, markhomer at progressiveproperty.co.uk. That has been Mark Homer for Mark My Words.